so much of what you do online can be risky. That's why Frequency Podcast Network has teamed up with TELUS Online Security, powered by Norton. Simple actions like connecting to public Wi-Fi and opening sketchy sites or emails from people you are not aware of can expose your personal information. But with TELUS Online Security, which includes a secure VPN, you can browse securely and anonymously. Get Canada's most comprehensive all-in-one protection, starting from just $10 per month. Visit TELUS.com slash online security. A simple way to stay safer. No one can prevent all cybercrime or identity theft. Conditions apply. You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production in association with City News. Sometimes, people just need jobs. Desperately. And by that I mean right now. No application process, no interviews, no training sessions. Just put me to work and pay me. This is a plight faced especially by new Canadians who might not know what they are entitled to or what's safe and what's unsafe. And so, things like this happen. We're live in North York where dozens of people rallied here earlier this afternoon in front of Fiero Foods calling for better working conditions. Now, the Ministry of Labour is investigating. After one person died while on the job here just last week, the fifth person to lose their life while working in the last two decades. This bakery already has a bad reputation, obviously, but now we're also learning more about where its workers come from, or rather, where it says its workers come from, because the Canada Revenue Agency disagrees. An investigative reporting casts more doubt on these agencies that are allegedly referring workers to the bakery where accidents happen. So just how do people end up working at Fiera Foods? And you know the stakes are high here when a company hires the Wayne Gretzky of tax litigators. That's a quote. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. This is The Big Story. Sarah Mojtahedzadeh is a reporter on the investigations team at the Toronto Star. Uh, She's been looking into Fiera Foods for quite some time now. Is that fair to say, Sarah? Yeah, it's been been several years. So, uh, yeah, bit of a long road. We could do, I'm sure, uh, the entire episode just on everything you've reported on them. But maybe for those uh, who haven't been following your work for all those years, just uh, tell us a little bit about this company. Who are they? Why are they so notorious? So Fiera Foods is an industrial bakery with a number of facilities in North York. And they essentially mass produce baked goods for a lot of household Canadian names, as well as for export to the U.S. So we're talking, you know, Tim Hortons, um, Dunkin' Donuts, Sobeys, you know, places that a lot of Canadians would would know and recognize. Vieira Foods first sort of got onto my radar after I started digging into temp agency work in Ontario and found that there had been a couple of prosecutions at this bakery over the death of uh, temporary help workers. And and as I was sort of digging into that, um, a third temp agency worker died in an industrial accident. And so that was when we decided to go undercover. And I ended up working at the uh, factory for about a month and uh, writing a story basically about the way that temp agency workers were hired at the facility, the safety concerns that, that that raised, and really just exploring, you know, 
know, the, the nature of this very precarious form of work in Ontario. And since that story, two more temp agency workers have died at Fiera Bakeries in the GTA. What's it like in there, just quickly, because you've been inside it, and uh, I think for a layperson sitting here to hear uh, so many deaths at a bakery can be a little scary. Yeah, it's certainly um, not your kind of mom and pop shop. This is um, an industrial bakery, so it is, you know, it feels like a factory. It's loud, it's noisy, it's very, very fast pace of work, a lot of pressure to, you know, move more quickly. The majority of the, the workers on, on the floor when I was there were new Canadians. Um, many didn't speak English well, and they were hired through temp agencies. And that meant that they were essentially disposable. You can, right. you know, decide not to call someone back the next day. If you get injured, you know, that could be your last day on the job. And so, yeah, it is just this very sort of precarious form of work. Okay, and we're going to get into uh, those temp agencies because that's kind of the basis for your new reporting. And maybe we'll just start with sort of what that looks like, uh, allegedly, I guess, for a person. So tell me about uh, Irina Rabalko, if I'm pronouncing her name right. How did she end up on the floor at Fiera Foods? So Irina Rabalko was a witness in a recent trial involving fair foods and CRA. And she essentially testified that um, she was looking for a job. My family friend recommended this bakery in North York. And so she essentially turned up at Fiera Foods one night around 10 p.m. and said, I'm looking for a job, spoke to a security guard, and an hour later was on the shop floor. Hmm. And that testimony was important because she was considered a temp agency worker by Fiera Foods, but her testimony was that she'd never met anyone from a temp agency. She'd never spoken to anyone from a temp agency. She had gone directly to the factory and been hired. And so that is um, a fact that lies at the heart of this dispute between Fiera and the CRA. And what would Fiera say about, um, or I guess what would their records say about how Irina came to uh, work on the floor for them? So these workers were in Fiera's system as temp agency workers with an assigned temp agency. And, you know, Fiera's position is that all of these people were genuinely hired through temporary help agencies and were aware that they were temp agency workers, even if it seemed like the relationship between the worker and the temp agency was pretty minimal. They, they did acknowledge in court that there were some sort of unusual features about the setup, but, you know, in the context of how temp agency work often goes, they said this isn't actually that, that unusual. And, you know, we have the payroll records to show that all of these individuals were in fact signed to temp agencies and, and hired through, through temp agencies. So that's sort of the position that they went into the trial maintaining. Can you outline what the CRA is alleging is happening here in the scope of it? Yeah. So essentially, the CRA uh, did a series of audits of Vera Foods' relationship with uh, a web of 13 temporary help agencies in the GTA. Through those audits, it determined that Fiero was paying millions of dollars for hundreds of temp agency workers coming from these 13 temp agencies. 13 temp agencies, according to the CRA, essentially had 
no real trace of genuine business operation. Hmm. Their addresses were UPS mailboxes. The CRA was unable to track down most of the listed directors of the temp agencies. In some cases, they were individuals who didn't have social insurance numbers. The temp agencies themselves only had a few employees on the books in most cases, hmm. um, and yet were somehow supplying you know millions of dollars in, in labor. Fiera employs about a thousand people, and around sixty percent of those um, are are temp workers. So the CRA's finding uh, essentially was that Fiera could not claim tax credits based on its purchase of this temporary labor from these thirteen agencies because there's no way that the agencies could genuinely have provided those workers to Fiera. Frequency Podcast Network wants to keep you safer online. That's why they've teamed up with TELUS Online Security. With data breaches becoming more and more common, it's important to know if your personal information has been compromised. Fraudsters can use your stolen data to attempt to open new accounts, rent or buy properties, and do other fraudulent activities in your name. Check to see if your personal info has been exposed. Try a free dark web scan brought to you by TELUS Online Security, powered by Norton. Visit telus.com slash dark web. No one can prevent all cybercrime or identity theft. Conditions apply. Why would Fiera want to go to um, what sounds like, allegedly at least, a great deal of trouble to create this scenario? You know, what are the benefits to them? You've mentioned tax breaks. And how much are we talking about here? Like, what's at stake? Yeah, so um, based on... um this relationship with these 13 temp agencies over a period of about three years, Fiera claimed almost $6 million in tax credits, which hmm. the CRA has, has denied and, and Fiera is now appealing that denial. So it is a, it's a fairly significant sum of money. And, you know, these input tax credits are very sought after because it essentially means you don't have to pay sales tax on, on the purchases you're making to produce a good. You know, lawyers for the CRA argued in court that, you know, this relationship was extremely murky. It was amorphous. It raised red flags. And certainly the question kind of hanging in the room was, why would you set up your business this way? But Fiera's argument was, you know, it, it makes sense for the type of work that this is. You know, they acknowledged in court that this is a unpleasant working environment. People will show up for one shift and never come back. They'll walk off mid-shift. You know, it's physically demanding. It's low wage. Mm-hmm. Um, many of these workers, according to the CRA's evidence, were, were getting less than minimum wage. So there was this, this constant demand for, for labor and, uh, you know, by all accounts, a very high turnover. And also that, you know, these types of industries can kind of have ebbs and flows in terms of like the orders that they're getting, you know, seasonal highs and seasonal lows. Right. But to that, the CRA sort of said, well, actually, it looks like your production is is pretty steady over the year. And so that argument to the CRA, you know, didn't didn't hold water. 
you also dug into these temp agencies. When you looked closely at them, what did you see? Yeah, so several years ago, I actually, I had gotten a list of, of some of the temp agencies that happened to be in question in, in this trial. At that point, I wasn't aware of everything going on behind the scenes at the CRA, but I knew that these 13 temp agencies were, were facing scrutiny. And so I tried to reach out to their listed directors. And, you know, much like the CRA auditors, I wasn't able to contact any of them except for one. I managed to speak to one of them at his home, a a high-rise building in North York, which was also the listed address for the temp agency. And he essentially told me that um, he had nothing to do with Fiera Foods. He had nothing to do with this temp agency other than he was approached one day in a billiards hall by a guy called Vladimir and asked to set up this temp agency. And he did it. He was told it would be a good opportunity for him. And that was the last he really had to do with the temp agency. So, you know, that certainly raised questions about the role that these listed directors were playing in the operation of these temp agencies. And in court, we heard that, in fact, Fiera Foods didn't deal with the listed directors of these temp agencies almost at all. It was it was all done through these three sort of mysterious middlemen who were the ones that would turn up at the factory with, with cash for the workers who would pick up checks on behalf of the temp agencies and who, for the most part, Fiero would contact if, if they needed workers. And so again, for the CRA, that raised questions of, you know, who the true supplier of these workers were. Maybe this is a big picture uh, philosophical question, but why would the system be set up this way? Why would fear be incentivized and, and how through the tax system to prefer temp workers over actually hiring workers? You know, it's hard to for me to speculate on the business decisions that Fiera makes, but right. I can certainly speak generally to why we have seen an increasing turn or reliance on temporary labor. And that's something that, you know, labor advocates are really concerned about um, because essentially using temp agencies as our laws are currently set up allows companies to sort of shift liability in a lot of ways. So, you know, it reduces your obligations to workers who you want to get rid of, essentially. It's cheaper and easier to get rid of temp agency workers if they are injured on the job, that injury is going to be assigned at the workers' compensation board to the temp agency, not the workplace where they got injured. Right. So that's another potential cost saving for employers. And again, um, if you're purchasing labor from a temporary help agency, you're able, in theory, to apply for input tax credits. Right. So all of those financial incentives, I think, typically underpin the sort of increasing reliance, especially in these kind of industrial settings um, on temporary workers. How did this particular setup come to light? Would the CRA have been looking at uh, their tax claims and sort of seen a ton of things and decided to investigate? Like, how did we end up here? Yeah, so this all kicked off because of what what seems to be a sort of routine audit of Fiera Foods. The audit, you know, it allowed the tax claims that Fiera had made, but it noted that the factory had what they called an abnormally high 
number of relationships with temp agencies who were tax delinquent. They weren't remitting taxes to the government. And they decided that that relationship warranted further scrutiny. And so that's what kicked off the series of audits that Fiera is now contesting. You know, there were a number of issues that raised red flags, you know, one of them being that they found that the relationship between the agencies and Fiera Foods wasn't commercially realistic because the temp agencies were billing Fiera Foods at a, at a rate that was below the minimum hourly payroll costs, hmm. which the CRA said, you know, it doesn't make sense for them to, to be in this relationship. And Fiera is, um, from what I gather from your reporting, uh, fighting back on this pretty hard, including, and I have to include this, hiring the, uh, quote, Wayne Gretzky of tax litigators? Yeah, so um, it, it, it's an interesting case because, from my understanding, there's been a growing scrutiny of the use of temp agencies at the CRA. And so, you know, there, there were representatives from the CRA and the Department of Justice, you know, sitting in on this trial and, and watching to see how things shake out. And part of the reason why it's so interesting is because, you know, this is a a significant employer and they've hired the best possible lawyers. So you know that the argument that is being heard in this courtroom is going to be the best argument that can be made. And so I think it's a crack legal team and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the judge makes his decision. What comes after that, if there is anything, and do we know when to expect it? So it could take months for the judge to 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 reach a decision in this case. It is it is a complex one. There's a huge amount of evidence that was submitted. A lot of it is very technical, you know, lots of payroll records. Once the judge has made their decision, there's a possibility for appeal, which would then, you know, go up to a higher court. And and that's really where the potential for you know, a new precedent to be set around, you know, what the CRA or what is expected of employers in their dealings with with temp agencies and, and other kinds of suppliers in order to make these very lucrative tax credit claims. But again, it's, I think, of additional interest just because, you know, there is this increased use of temporary labor in a lot of workplaces. And so for that reason, it, you know, the case sort of has an additional significance. It'll be fascinating to see um, where this ends up. Sarah, thank you so much for this. Thank you. Sarah Majdahedzadeh of the Toronto Star. After this episode aired, Fiera Foods reached out with a request to provide comment. Here is some of what they said. Fiera Foods is confident that it complied with all applicable tax laws and regulations and that the company was entitled to the input tax credits in question. Our payments to the 13 agencies were appropriate for work that was completed, and Fiera Foods has always cooperated with the Canada Revenue Agency in its review of this matter. In fact, the Canada Revenue Agency thanked Fiera Foods for its cooperation and confirmed that it was not the subject of a criminal investigation. That's from Fiera's general counsel, David Gelblum. That was The Big Story. For more, you can head to thebigstorypodcast.ca or look us up on Twitter at TheBigStoryFPN. You can, as always, send an email. We've gotten some great episode suggestions over the last little while. Some of these we've been doing. Some we'll get to soon, but we always welcome more. You can even call and suggest them by voicemail, 416-935-5935. 
The Big Story is available wherever and whenever you get your podcasts. New episodes debut at 4 a.m. every weekday, and sometimes on the weekends when we've got a little something extra for you. Thanks for listening. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. We'll talk tomorrow. So much of what you do online can be risky. Does that stop you from clicking on deals or connecting to public Wi-Fi? What about doing your tax return? Your personal information can be stolen and used to access your accounts or apply for credit in your name. Thankfully, there's a simple way to stay safer. Help protect yourself with TELUS Online Security, powered by Norton. It's Canada's most comprehensive all-in-one protection for your devices, online privacy, and identity. Learn more at telus.com slash online security. Conditions apply. Bye.